working next to somebody versus collaborating with them is a difference of 10 plus 10 is 20 and 10 times 10 is 100. You know, it's synergy, it's collaboration. It makes the difference. Welcome to Build Your Culture Brand with Dr. Jay Rains. As leaders, you have the ability to design and lead culture intentionally. Hear from culture leaders who are moving from a values list to values lived. Welcome leaders to the Build Your Culture Brand podcast. In a moment, I want to introduce to you Mark Cufford. He's from Bentonville, Arkansas, and leads two Chick-fil-A's there in Bentonville on one on West Walnut and the other on Walton Boulevard. And so I'm excited to get to introduce you to him and let you hear his leadership journey. I'm going to be asking him several things about his leadership journey. And one of those is some of the challenges of moving from one to two. And I I got to be with him as as he was pursuing that second one and uh, just working with his team and thinking about how they could prepare. And so one of the questions is, what are some of the leadership challenges of leading at two that that have to be learned and have to be um, experienced along the way. It's a very different type of leadership that's required. I've known Mark for some time. In fact, I've I've known Mark since uh, I was living in India and he was helping me with a leadership company I was running there. He would come and participate with us as we would do corporate trainings around Bangalore area. So I'm excited to let you get to know Mark. Mark's an incredible leader and um, want you to hear more of his leadership journey. Mark, welcome to the, the podcast. Jay, hey, it's great to be here. Excited to, to visit a little bit. Yeah, well, let's dive in. There's a fun way I like to dive in and just to help people get to know you a little bit better. And um, and then I'll share a little bit about how we, how we met. But Mark, tell us um, what would be, if you had a leadership superpower, like what would be your leadership superpower? Great question, Jay. I think... Um, for me specifically, would be uh, my passion, energy, and optimism to inspire people. I love uh, inspiring people toward a, a great goal. Sometimes it's overcoming a difficult challenge, um, a willingness to try something new and innovative uh, to get better. So I think that's that's probably my strength. Uh, that ties in with my personality band and and my my gifts that I have. That's good. Yeah, and you know I. Uh, as I've known you over the years, and uh, one of the things that you're very aware of is your disc profile, which is a DI. So those are, it's like off the chart D, off the chart I together. If anyone knows what that means in the disc profile, but it's, it means willing to take charge, but also very outgoing and it's all wrapped up in one. So that I, I can see how your superpower fits in with that, with your personality as well. I thought it was funny. I have to reflect a little inside behind the curtain thing. I was with you this morning on a call with your executive team and you actually just opened it up and said, Hey, I'm going to have this question later today. What do you think is my kryptonite and my superpower? So I I thought it was a really good interaction way to, it was a nice way to bring your team in on that question. It was good. And it confirmed what uh, I thought. And so it was, it was helpful information for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Your team loves you. And they, I mean, those, those three executives that you had around you were really, uh, gave you some good feedback. Now they also gave you feedback on your kryptonite. So what, how would you answer that question? Kryptonite. 
Yeah, for me, uh, I think of, of course, kryptonite, you're the opposite, right? Anytime you have a, whatever your uh, superhero power is or your strength, there's the opposite of it, the negative or the dark side, right? And so for me, my passion, my energy, moving forward, charge the hill, all those things I love to do, at times I can be so far out ahead of everyone that I've left the team behind that I'm bringing with me on the journey. And um, the other thing that I've learned oftentimes through more painful experiences is giving people time to process, giving them space to ask questions, uh, sometimes push back those kind of things. Cause you can be so sort of confident, passionate about something and uh, you still have to allow your people time to catch up. So that's really good uh, leadership, emotional intelligence for you there, Mark. I, I love it. So yeah, we have to understand ourselves and how we react to our environment, don't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So just a, kind of a, some background here with Mark. I'm, I, Mark, I've known you for goodness, I guess since like 2012, we did we started doing some projects together in India while, while I was living there and we were teaching leadership together. It was, a, we had a lot of fun. Um, I remember, you know, just kind of reflecting here for just a second, we had some fun journeys into the jungle. So, um, those, those left us with some uh, amazing memories too. kind of looking for tigers. We never saw a tiger, but we did see some elephants. So that was fun. I'll never forget that moment when we saw that family of elephants and the mama elephant started to charge the Jeep that we are in. <laughs> and for a moment, it was one of the most scary, uh, moments in my life because he she appeared to be coming and then she of course she stopped but yeah that was a thrill and uh i may have uh need to change my undershorts after that <laughs> it was right. great right it's one of those situations where they're in the wild we're in the cage and the cage we didn't mm -hmm. know how much to trust that cage right so no it wasn't a whole lot there <laughs> there was Oh, fun. There's gotta times. be a leadership point in that somewhere, right? <laughs> I'm sure there is some, we'll let someone do that in the comments and give us some leadership examples from that. That's right. Well, so excited about diving into your journey. Um, I, I, just another question though, kind of, how did you get, what, what was that moment where you decided to get into Chick-fil-A? How did you decide that, Hey, this is kind of a, something I want to do for a long time and, get my own Chick-fil-A and, and lead this organization. I'm not one of those Chick-fil-A operators that came in at, you know, worked in high school and was an operator in mid twenties. I did other things. I have a master's degree in physical therapy, um, worked for Pfizer pharmaceuticals for a couple of years. I was actually in the nonprofit world for six years, a family, uh, a Christian family ministry. And so I did a lot of different things, but was living in Colorado Springs at the time and had gotten to know Chick-fil-A corporate through my role with this nonprofit. And um, it was really kind of a time I was about 40 years old and was looking really for that vocational um, legacy, that place I'd really plant myself. And God opened that door through Chick-fil-A. It was about a year and a half process for me, 20 some interviews and landed in Northwest Arkansas. 2008, haven't looked back and love it more today than I did when I started. That's what an amazing story. So during your candidacy, when you were in those 20 interviews, 
I know later you talked to one of your interviewers years later and you said, Hey, what was the thing that stood out? Can you tell yeah. that story? Cause there's maybe someone listening who's in that candidacy process. So, yeah. Right. I mean, one of the things for sure that I know I did do well, uh, I wish I'd been more well-versed. I just, I guess I happened to understand some of it. And that was, you know, telling stories that connect, you know, some kind of a leadership thing or character attribute. But this one really wasn't that strategically smart. It was just uh, one of the interviewers. Uh, this is several years later. Uh, someone who had done one of my interviews became my, at the time, called a business consultant. And I said, hey, Scott, Scott Stover, I said, uh, what was that one thing, you know, that put you over the edge for me or the green light that uh, I was like, yeah, this guy could be a good operator, you know, the big yes or whatever. He said, oh, Mark, that was easy. For you, he said, we knew you had the character, um, the chemistry to fit in, all those kind of things. But the question was, you didn't have a lot of, um, you know, leadership background at high levels and leading, you know, a large number of people. So it was going to take you some time. And the question was, what were you going to do if it got tough? You know, would you just quit or, you know, what would you do? And so at that time in Colorado Springs, I was ran the Pikes Peak Marathon a couple of times. And I explained the training for that and what that took. And he said, that was, that was where I knew that you were, you were good. And I said, the Pikes Peak Marathon? He said, yeah. He said, the way you described that is I knew that you were somebody, once you put your mind to something, you are not going to quit. You're going to see it through. And so um, it's just kind of interesting that those stories, uh, Chick-fil-A is very good at understanding who you are so the better you can tell those stories you never know uh that one wasn't actually any kind of strategic thing uh it just happened to be um something he knew about and asked me so well i love that story it stands out to me as i coach uh some leaders they're trying to you know get their own location i, I actually tell that story of you need to have you know some things that you tell that really exhibit your character without maybe without even talking about business, but that show resilience or that show, you know, some virtue that, that you want them to see about you. So good job. Even, even if it was accidental. Well, those things can go back to high school. You know, I remember talking about winning the MVP award as a basketball player in high school when I had a cracked kneecap. So I was a little six foot guy playing center because I lost my mobility, but I was a pretty tough player, you know, and so those things speak to uh, parts of your life that Chick-fil-A is looking for. Yeah, that's good. I love it. So that's, that's how someone understood you. My next question, though, is about being misunderstood. So you're in this role. You're leading, you know, two locations there in, in Bentonville and Rogers. So they're in Benton County. What are some things that in your role where you feel sometimes misunderstood, either internally or externally where do you feel misunderstood sometimes yeah i mean good question we go back to that disc a little bit so i do have that high d that dominant driving personality i'm very passionate and you know and a lot of operators are and we can be intimidating and you know i'm very competitive so in my role as the operator you know really the ceo of two freestanders um it's way more than that and that isn't, those aren't my number one things in the business. Uh, in our organization, we say that mission is king and we're committed to fulfilling that mission. 
that is our number one thing. It's what we're here to do. And, uh, and so, um, to cultivate, cultivating exceptional leaders to create remarkable experiences and, you know, cultivate, develop, grow, support, encourage, um, exceptional leaders. And I believe every person is a leader. Maxwell's definition, leadership is influence. So we're all leaders. And so when we're doing that really well and focusing on that, the rest comes from it. It's secondary. And I care about people. And so where I'm misunderstood sometimes is uh, I can get pretty excited about certain things, but deep down, I really care about the relationships and the people, the legacy that we leave behind of those relationships. And, um, and so as a D, sometimes I have to work harder at that. So I'm not misunderstood. Okay. And so one might get overshadowed by another. And so it sounds like your strategy though, is by keeping mission at the front, it, it helps you overcome these misunderstandings and, and reminds people what really is important. So I love that you included not only misunderstanding, but also your strategy for overcoming it. That's awesome. Yeah. I, the other thing is uh, our purpose statement to glorify God by inspiring care and enriching the lives of all who come in contact with our Chick-fil-A's. You know, the mission is what we're here to do. Um, the purpose is why we exist. But our purpose statement for me really is a legacy that we leave behind. Um, and so that inspiring care and enriching lives, that is sort of the heart part for me. You know, if I'm, or when I'm having my time with the Lord in the mornings and meditation and kind of preparing myself for the day, that's where my focus is. What am I going to do today to inspire care? How am I enriching? How am I making the team members who work for me, how am I making their lives better in what I'm doing? And those, those things help calibrate my heart. And, and so those are things that I have to, I've learned um, if I don't do those things uh, because of my wire, my natural wiring and personality, I can definitely be misunderstood. So then self-leadership has to happen first in order for you to be able to lead others. Well, it sounds like you're, you're starting with self-leadership. Where am I? Where's my focus? What's important so that when you're connecting with your team, that doesn't get missed and misunderstood. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, it always starts with yourself. And of course, you know, in the, the culture brand that we've had a lot of help with and coaching, um, you know, with you, the three circles, character, teams, results. You know, for us, everything starts with the character, which is, um, we would say it's cultivating, cultivate character. Okay. So it starts with yourself. You cultivate your own character, um, being coachable, but it's about self-leadership. So it always starts there flows into teams, you know, and that's leading others. And we like the word collaborative. So I, I love words and, and, you know, collaboration, the way I describe it at the vision of values meeting is it's the difference, you know, working next to somebody versus collaborating with them is a difference of 10 plus 10 is 20 and 10 times 10 is a hundred. You know, it's synergy, it's collaboration. It makes the difference. Well, since you, you know, you, you brought up your culture brand, take a minute to let's, let's go back to it again and revisit that. So unpack your culture brand, just 
you know, kind of thumbnail sketch that for us and then maybe answer the question, how does this help your organization? Y'all have been very effective at using the culture brand that you've developed. What is it? How do you use it? Yeah, so we start with our culture brand. We start with our culture credo, which is our purpose, mission, and core values. And then we have what I call a culture, mo culture model, which is the three circles, character, team's results. And we like to have a descriptive word for each, similar to a previous guest you've had on, you know, Bruce Plozer. Ours is cultivate for character. We're going to cultivate character, collaborative for teams, I mentioned, and then creates results. And those all start with self and character. It moves into how you interact and engage with others. And then, of course, what are the results? Uh, Chick-fil-A, when they're interviewing operators, they would say character, chemistry, competence. Lencioni talks about humble, hungry, smart, people smart. And, uh, and in fact, Chick-fil-A, you know, in the um, three, fundam three fundamentals of execution, and, and we use this as well to help un understand this, uses uh, personal mastery, which is that cultivating character, um, help others win, collaborative teams, and then own the numbers, create results. And for us, that fits into our 90-day reviews. That's where we are giving promotions. That's where if there's, uh, but mainly in areas of coaching and development, that's exactly what we use as our culture model. Okay. And so it's been very helpful. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that you're kind of connecting your culture, a model that you call it, we call it culture brand. You're calling culture model that you're, you know, you, you have those three areas, but you're also, you just named off how other organizations have used it. It's basically the same categories, but there's different, different uh, wordings for that. And you're seeing how that fits into a larger leadership perspective. That's exactly right. I mean, I think it is right. I mean, I think you figured it out. These are the three main areas. And then, you know, how do you describe those? How do you communicate those? Uh, in each of our three circles, there's five specific behavioral questions that, um, you know, team members, leaders are, you know, that they go through in those 90 day reviews. And so, you know, the hope is that hopefully there's two of them that they're doing well in and one, there's an area of opportunity. Um, you know, I, I tell folks, this is what I'm doing vision and values, which is spending time going through this um, culture brand with new team members. Nobody, you know, if, if I'm being graded, I'm not getting a 15 out of 15. That means I would be perfect and there's nowhere for me to grow and develop. You know, if you had um, three out of five on each one, which is basically your mean standards, you're doing great, you know? And so uh, four would be exceptional, five would be, you know, I'm the best at this. And that's a real rare one in, in one of those five in each area. But it's a great model to take and then use as a development guide to grow people. There's always places to grow. So I love, we it. love it. I love it. And so you, you made it into something you can measure. In fact, I'll just take a moment here since you mentioned the assessment. We actually have a kind of a, a simplified assessment, just almost like the one you're talking about. It's available on buildyourculturebrand.com. If anybody just wants to go there, you can actually, all you do is put in your name, email address, and you get that assessment that you can use with your team. It's not customized to you, which we can do but it, it is still uh, part of that assessment to help you as a team kind of work through where are you in your culture. So thanks for, 
uh, setting that up, Mark, that was a perfect opening. I want to kind of take us into another direction here because into your story. So that's how you manage culture and you're kind of that chief culture officer, right? Now you, it, part of your story is you were leading one location for several years. And in the last couple of years, you've, you've actually taken on a second location. So what are some of the challenges of that expansion, that like overnight doubling of, you know, and it was an existing location. So just kind of unpack a few of those challenges that came along, or maybe they're still there. Yeah. So just a real quick background, uh, cause I had the Chick-fil-A in Bentonville, uh, opened in 2008 as a brand new Chick-fil-A. I was a brand new operator, brand new team. And in 2019, so I was just a single restaurant. Uh, there wasn't anything on the horizon necessarily, but a very close friend of mine, a well-known operator, Scott Clark, passed away suddenly. Uh, and in you know, late 2019, I did have the opportunity to get a second freestanding Chick-fil-A. Uh, December 2019, I uh, became multi with the West Walnut Chick-fil-A in Rogers, Arkansas. And so, you know, I wasn't starting with a new store, or brand new team, anything like that. I had an existing team existing leadership. They had three directors. They were functioning. Uh, it's not the way you want to get your second restaurant. It was very different, you know, and I think challenging for me personally as, as a D as you know, wanting to, you know, come in and, and do a lot of stuff. And, and, um, I think that was a challenge for me. So I did seek wise counsel. And, and that was good. I felt like overall, I was pretty prepared to be a multi-restaurant operator. I'd been trying to run the Bentonville Chick-fil-A as a CEO. If whenever that opportunity would come up, I didn't expect it to so quickly. But in that respect, structurally, organizationally, I felt pretty good. It was the context of taking over that store that was really hard. And some of the counsel that I received was, and I talked to a couple operators who had taken over Chick-fil-A's where an operator had passed away or something had happened, you know? So one of the things I avoided was bringing in several of my leaders kind of and sort of taking over because of my style. You know, one of the questions is like, you know, did I have to change or adjust my style of leadership? And, um, and I did. And so, you know, one of the words that I thought about was I needed to bring stability and not change. So this particular Chick-fil-A had six months of core being in, which is corporate running it after they lost their operator tragically. And that's a hard go for a, a team. They don't know the future. Who's this operator going to be? What's going on? And it's been traumatic. And so I wanted to bring stability and said change. Um, patience or being patient instead of a bunch of energy um, and fast pace. Be patient with them, with where they where they were, where they were at that time, taking the care to connect with them. And then integrate versus create. So, um, of course, create would be you're starting from scratch, right? But I needed to integrate with what they had, with what I knew. And that was, again, a very different approach from what I probably would have done if I hadn't sort of sought some wisdom and counsel. 
I think that helped start me off on the right path with them. Just stabilizing, getting control, getting to know them. And, and so the hard part was it felt like it was a long, it took a long time. So I felt like it was really my Chick-fil-A. Um, I was told it, it getting multi, it's going to be harder than you think it's going to be. It's going to take you longer than you expect. And they're absolutely right. You know, and on top of that, December 2019, I take over March 2020 COVID hit. And so trying to learn multi, but also going through all the COVID stuff was was a challenge as well. And so really, I think in the last year, I felt really good about the store itself and really getting uh, in the last year structurally uh, aligned at both stores. Yeah. Mark, I, I just want to, I just want to celebrate you for just a minute here. I, wa- I watched you, you know, I was there. And of course we knew each other. We talked through that. I was, you know, of course you and I both knew Scott Clark well, and, and really, I mean, just kind of to let people know, Scott was the first person who said to me, Hey, you ought to think about starting a business and, and like his words basically launched me this direction. So, um, so I, I owe a lot to Scott and, and we can, we could spend a whole episode talking about him because he's just such an incredible leader. So you had, you know, and I, you and I watched them go from two locations to three locations and just that whole journey of being the fifth operator, fourth or fifth operator ever to have three freestanders. And, and then for that, that was a big growth for them. And then for you to have to step in to, or, or have this opportunity to step in, but for you to do that so with such gentleness, such uh, wisdom and care was just tremendous to watch. And so kudos to you for, for how you handled that and just love, basically loved and guided them through that. Well, one of the good things about Chick-fil-A is, you know, there's always operators that have done these things or been through these things. And seeking wise counsel is important. Uh, it was helpful. I would have really butchered things up. I made a lot of mistakes. We all do along the way. And you learn a lot. And, you know, a lot of times you feel like you're more failing than you're succeeding. I think, you know, a lot of us feel that way anyway. Um, I remember early on Rick Starkweather, you know, I want to get things aligned and kind of similar. And I'm months in at this point. And he said, Mark, just relax. You know, you're a fairly new multi-restaurant operator. You haven't been doing this four or five years. It's okay to run two separate stores for a while. You know, the alignment, all that will come over time. You'll figure it out. You don't have to do it all right away. But at Chick-fil-A, I think sometimes we feel like oh, we got to show everybody we're worthy of it, you know, and that we can do it. And and to allow things sort of to come to you a little bit, it was just really I needed to hear those words um, because I think if I had pushed and done kind of what I thought would be the right thing, uh, I wouldn't have done as well and I wouldn't have treated people quite as well. Wow. Well, shout out to Rick. His words live on. Maybe someone else is listening today that needed to hear that too. So thanks, Rick. Well, Mark, this has been amazing. Thank you for just one, opening up on, on several different areas, especially about your leadership journey and ideas about, you know, even the interview process and going multi and taking over an existing from, from a tragic situation. I really appreciate you sharing and I hope it, I hope it, goes forward and helps someone else along the way. So look forward to 
doing this again sometime. Let's pick another topic and we'll, we'll do this again soon. Thank you for joining us. I just want to say thank you as well. Um, the partnership that we have goes back to India. You know, we were helping you with your consulting and everything, some Chick-fil-A stuff we were doing. You come back in the States later and now you're my coach. You know, uh, I value your wisdom. You've helped me grow, but also you and your team work with my top leaders. And that partnership has been huge. We need that, the, the culture brand that you helped us uh, develop uh, for our organization. It really is, has um, incredible impact and influence uh, on growing our organization. And so uh, I appreciate you uh, for that partnership. And of course, just because you're a long-term close friend of mine. So I love you and this has been great. Oh man, I treasure your friendship. Thank you, Mark. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Build Your Culture Brand with Dr. Jay Rains. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Visit our website at buildyourculturebrand.com for our free culture brand assessment. See you next time. We would like to note that LeadersQ serves individual owner-operators and their teams and is not affiliated, endorsed by, or in any way officially connected with Chick-fil-A Incorporated.